Hello, family, and welcome to the Explore the Extraordinary podcast. My name is Betty Guadagno, and today I am joined by Eric. And Eric is a member of our online community here at IONS. We met in a sharing group, which is something that we have every Sunday and Thursday, a little plug for IONS sharing groups. Um, Eric is a spiritually transformative experiencer and your death experiencer. He's had a oneness experience and He's just like a really cool personality and guy. And I'm very grateful to call him a member of my soul family. And I am so excited that for your willingness to come on and share with us today. And uh, I'm going to toss it right over to you to start sharing a little bit, and then we'll get into a dialogue. So thanks so much, Eric. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for your energy. I appreciate it. You've put me at ease. Thousand blessings upon you. Um, really glad to be here. It's uh, a little bit nervous. It's just exciting and new for me. Um, I, I just, I just appreciate how the doors just open for me. Anyway, uh, my story is kind of funny. Um, at least I think it is from an eternal perspective. It's just lots of humor everywhere. I didn't think it was funny for me though. But anyway, to kind of give you a backdrop where my big experience I've had. Just to back up a little bit, as a child, I had an out-of-body in a hospital. And then my second one, I guess a bit more of an STE now that I've learned that that, um, that saying. I always call it near-death experience. It's still considered that. It's the rare one where you're actually pulled out of the body. And then I had another one um, years later with a heart attack. But anyway, uh, I'll focus on my near-death experience. The second one where I call it my white experience because I've had dark experiences in life. And this is the one that made me born again. But I need to back up just a little bit because it's kind of comical uh, how this all worked out. But anyway, backing up, this happened in um, 1989. I believe it was March, February, March. And I didn't know anything about near-death experiences at all at that time. You know, this is all new. And anyway, I had what I call my Lieutenant Dan moment from like Forrest Gump where he's on the ship having that one-on-one yelling at God. Well, I had something similar to this before that movie ever came out. And I was in my dad's apartment in Vancouver, Washington. He was gone to Seattle to visit family. And I was just, you know what, I always just, just buried everything. And I just was, I just, one day I just blew up. I just I just blew up and I let God have it for 18 hours. I paced back and forth in the apartment nonstop for 18 hours, just yelling, if you were mad, come on down. I was, I was really irritated, beat off, and just I just vented is what I did. Okay. And then when I was done, I was really mostly tired, physically tired. And I said, you know, God, I just need a sign. I just need something from you, just something unusual, like a book. To, that's literally what I thought in my mind, maybe a book to fall over on my vanity. That's it. That was it. Well, um, lo and behold, late, and I could feel some negative entities out there. I was always a little bit gifted, but it really, I really came back enhanced after this. But anyway, I says, Lord, I can feel, I can feel things not so good over there. But anyway, I really need something. So anyway, I was tired, so I went to bed, and uh, and this is kind of crazy, but it all builds up, and this is where everything starts. And uh, I felt I was almost asleep. I was almost asleep, and I felt like a hand shake my shoulder on my left side. It was a big guy's hand. This startled me at first. I thought my dad come home and I looked up and I thought, okay, what the heck's going on? Oh gosh, I really wanted something so bad to happen. I invented that. And I thought, oh, I know what it is. It's my blankets folding in on me. So anyway, I try to go back to sleep again. And it happened again a few moments later. And this is where it really takes off is, and uh, it's hard to explain this, but I, when this hand touched me, this, I saw from two views, um, this like this fire, around me like a cleansing i read just read in the bible a couple of days ago it might have been the, the fire of judgment 
It could have been a baptism by fire. I'm not really sure. Honestly, I don't know about that part. But I saw myself on fire. It didn't hurt at all. It did feel cleansing. It was mostly white for the most part and a little yellow. And somehow I've seen it happen to me. But yes, somehow I was able to see it through the other room, through the wall from two views. And I've learned since that's called multidimensional viewing. I didn't know that at the time at all. So I think, what's going on? What's going on? And then all of a sudden I get, I was actually literally pulled out of my body. I went, I was going through a tunnel. Uh, it was kind of darker. It's kind of a bluish dark color. It wasn't evil. I didn't feel anything bad, but I was like, what's going on? What's going on? It made me think of the terror ride tunnels when you go to an amusement park. It's kind of turning around like that. It really made me think of that at first. Okay. It's like, I didn't know what, <laughs> what's going on. <laughs> anyway, it, anyway, I went through it for a while. Uh, it was kind of like the Stargate a little bit, somewhat like you see in that. And I came up, I, I came to a point where there's this really super bright white light, whiteness beyond measure. It was like, oh, Lord, I can't even describe it. The brightest light I can think of is arc welder light. And it was like billions of times brighter than that. It was just, it was unbelievable. And it had these little sparkles, like you, you threw in little kid glitter, like when you glued on your stuff in first grade. Yeah, it was like this sparkly. And it was like the veil. And I don't know if this is representation or not. But um, uh, anyway, I just knew I was supposed to go through it. And when I did, this part's hard to explain. I usually don't share this part of it. But it was almost... It was like when I threw it was almost like if I still had my body, it was dissolved. It was like incinerated by the super bright white light. It was painless, but the last thing to go I remember was my skull and my eyes and everything. It almost made me think of like one of the Terminator movies where the lady hangs onto the fence and the nuke goes off and disintegrates. It was kind of like that. Anyway, when I crossed over, I'm gonna have it it's hard to explain this part because a lot was happening quickly. Um I crossed over and it was super bright white. The whiteness, like I said, was unbelievable whiteness, an unearthly whiteness, just holy moly. And anyway, it was very misty. It was like being inside of a cloud with a lightning strike on pause. It was just so bright, but it was so thick and it was so loving. It was like this thing was tangible. It was glory, but it was tangible. It was loving. And it was like a warm breeze. Like when you go out in the spring morning, you have that warm breeze as you walk outside. And it had this wonderful scent. I call it the scent of God. It was just awesome. And it's like this wind chime sound was in, <laughs> it was in the background. And it was like, I was like, what's going on? What's going on? And I just felt detached. But at the same time, I had this strong, it was like I knew it had been there before. It was so strong. It's like I've been here before. I've been here before. I've been, but I had no recall. Okay, and I knew immediately I was detached from there. At that point, I knew I was totally a spirit at that at that moment. I knew totally attached. I didn't care for the earth at all, and I had I kind of felt bad about that. You know, I had this dumb thought. You can laugh. It's really embarrassing, and uh, this is in the 80s where there you know the cold war was really going at it and i thought well wonderful nuclear advice goes off in my neighborhood and this voice boomed inside of me you don't need to worry about that and i'm like shrugging my shoulder i'm not and it was kind of funny this part's kind of funny it's, it's hard to describe this because so many things were happening so quickly anyway i think this was a place where departed um where spirits come into this a spirit world i believe and anyway so i'm standing there and all of a sudden these people and animals are whizzing by me. Like, boom, boom. It's like when you take a sparkler and you move it across the sky, that orange streak, they're kind of moving in like, like zaps of lightning around me. And I, I kind of got startled from it. So I thought I was going to get hit because like, there's an old man, there's an old lady, there's a cat, dog, rat, frog, you know, that kind of a thing. And as soon as I got worried about it, it stopped. Because I didn't know, honestly, I didn't know what was going on. I was just like taking this in. But the light was, 
very loving and and thick. And somehow, this is hard to explain this part. It was hard to see through it, even with the spirit. Yet you had I had discernment. I could see men and women in super white robes. Everybody had like white robes on um, working together and then they were at like at different altitudes it was like unseen flooring okay they weren't flying like superman they were just like standing up and some looked like they had like clipboards so that's hard to explain and everybody was complimenting each other there was total balance everybody was beautiful okay and actually they made me think they're so refined spiritually in advance like i would say they reminded me how the elves like lothlorian acted in lord of the rings if anybody's ever seen that how like gladriel and everybody comes out they just had this air very similar to that very wise spiritually you know enhanced it just had this and there was no putting down each other everything's just as balanced harmony men and women in balance and harmony and everybody was beautiful i mean it's just it's like everybody is beautiful here so anyway i just kind of stood there for a while taking it all in feeling the love which i really 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 needed and then i started moving i guess at first i probably didn't realize i was moving and so wherever i was at that level i went to another place so i, I eventually entered into another um tunnel and i went somewhere higher i would say higher to a higher realm was how I would perceive it. And that the way to describe that would be a lot like anybody again, Lord of the Rings, uh, when Gandalf had his near-death experience where where it turned into a tunnel, but it turned into a horizon and then it went back into a tunnel. And this one went for, I would say, millions of miles. And in the spirit, I was surprised that your eyesight gets super enhanced. It's like you can see for thousands of miles. And at the end of this tunnel, I could see this little figure, like his arms out, <laughs> uh, yeah, way far away. And and he's a little bright light. See this figure there? And I'm getting closer, and I'm getting closer, and I'm starting to remember, I know him. I know him. And so I remember, I was remember Jesus, I was remembering him. And uh, it's funny, uh, I had met Dr. George Ritchie. And he says, when you approach the Lord, something inside you stands at attention. And that was what happened. I was waking up. And uh, and I felt, this is the way I wish I could describe this. I started getting really excited, like a little child. And I always describe this part as like, if you're a four-year-old child coming downstairs and you're catching Santa Claus putting gifts on that tree, that little squeal, Santa's here, you know, that kind of a thing. That's how I felt. I started getting super excited. And I, I didn't have full memory. I just remembered that I knew him. That's all. That's it. Anyway, I come through this tunnel and at warp speed and I just crashed, almost crashed, just stopped right in front of him. Now, this part is the hardest part to describe out of everything because I always use the analogy. It's like imagine yourself being sprayed with a hose and all those little drops of water coming at you, pausing that and describing every drop. It's so much to explain this part. Anyway, I come through. I didn't plow into him. I stopped before him and he had this fire this this lightning fire around him some people call it the shekinah glory that's how i interpret it some other people call it the eternal burnings but this absolutely purest fire i've ever seen just just totally bright white light oh my gosh i can't explain it and he, and you could hear it like, you could hear this thing and anyway i was before him i really i could see his silhouette but it was just so bright and everywhere. It wasn't burning me. wasn't hurting me. It was just glory and love, super love. And he literally grabbed me and pulled me to him. And he's a pretty big dude. Unless, it, unless it's in like some of those spirits are just higher. Their feet were higher off the ground than others. I didn't notice that part offhand at that, uh, that part, but he grabbed me. And this is, uh, I kind of like this part because I call that embrace by light. 
and then another there's uh, another betty that has her book embraced by the light and i've given out like 393 copies of that one because it's kind of close to my experience and it's a wonderful beautiful loving man life-changing experience anyway it's kind of funny um because i grab i don't know my i guess my spirit was waking up to things because um and some people will some christians will view differently but i was totally surprised this is all new for me and i grabbed him you can feel his love like a power generator and um and i was like oh how is it that a spirit me is touching is is touching a resurrected big i don't know where this came from at all and i just popped in there but anyway i'm hugging it believe and he's just healing me and the love was oh my gosh unbelievable accepted me totally for who i was and everything and uh, so anyway, it was, I was there for kind of kind of a while, just being embraced, just kind of for a while, kind of like you'd hold a baby. <laughs> That's a, <laughs> just like a baby. <laughs> anyway, so he's holding me, and uh, anyway, I back, you know, I back up, and I can't still see him very good because the fire is so dang bright, and and but I can see a silhouette, I can see a little bit of stuff. It's hard to describe. And then he started toning it down. And what's kind of funny with this, I saw a lot of stuff that's in the scriptures and that in art, when it came back Earthside, when it's forced to come back Earthside, I find this stuff in art. It's like he came down, I saw a silhouette, his arms open, and his his head was like a sun. And then it toned it down, and then he had eyes like fire. That was kind of intimidating, that part, because he was totally scanning you, man. He was discerning you. And then it just toned down, but at first he had white, like white hair. And I thought at first it was the reflection of the lightning fire all around me, but he had, he had totally white hair. And it's hard to describe the depth of things because there's no darkness. There's turning a shadow there. There's no darkness, but there's a depth there. It gives it perception. I cannot even begin to describe that to anybody. But anyway, I was looking and you sm you can feel smiling at you the whole time. Even when you couldn't see him clearly smile and that love just whoa just healing he was just taking off years of personal feelings of rejection it was always hard for me to love you know i mean i loved everything else i just felt so screwed over in life and, and i had a kind of a dark path and a secret dark path i was involved in the occult and everything and so that's why i call this the white experience because i had a lot of really profound dark dark really horrible dark experiences but anyway so he just he just loved me and then we started communicating Okay, and I, this I know I won't get to share my whole story, but, but I basically I was being born again. I was waking up spiritually to potential. Uh, just he turned was turning my life around, making all these changes. And the thing is, when you're in your present, he you want to change for him. So anyway, we started communicating. And he smiles at you the whole time. And by the way, in my experience. He has super blue eyes. I know other people have seen him with brown eyes, but the majority of people I've talked to have seen him says it has blue. And they're like sapphires. Now, just imagine sapphires with light behind them. They're really just penetrating eyes, super loving but discerning. But they had great wisdom. And he, this guy carried authority, man. He was in charge. But he loved you. He wasn't going to browbeat you or anything, but he was in control. He was in charge. He had the wisdom and the power. It was awesome, man, or awesome possum, as I like to say. So anyway, we started communicating. He didn't use his mouth. I really don't like to use the word telepathy because it, that just means mind to mind. But we were talking on mental, physical, spiritual, all these different things. I talked, I, I call it the seven directions, like I learned from the Native Americans. Four main directions, above and below and within. You really can't misunderstand from that, okay? And so we're communicating, and I, <laughs> and this is when I really realized he was really real. You know, I was like, wow, Jesus is real. You know, it's all coming together now. And um, I was like, where have you been? I've been praying. 
you know, because for a lot of years I didn't. And when as soon as soon as it started, nothing, nothing, nothing. It was really discouraging. That's what led up to that Lieutenant Dan moment. Where have you been? And uh, and I I wasn't afraid of his authority or anything. I feel like I, t- I could take my space. And he's and he's putting at ease with all the smiles and stuff. And he says, Well, I've always been here. And I kind of like, No, you haven't. <laughs> no, <laughs> I I disagree with that. <laughs> he says, No, let me show you. You you distance yourself from me. And then he would show me how I had unforgiveness. And when he started doing this, it, this is really comical. Wasn't to me, but I was. Other people probably think so. Every time he did that, I would move back from. It. It's almost like parking lines in your Walmart par- empty Walmart parking lot. Every time he mentioned something, I'd back off and back off and back off. And so he said, "You had unforgiveness, you had anger, you had re- resentment, you had all these different, which would be considered sins, going way back." And it, I mean, it was just he just throwing them out there, boom, 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 jumping back into this like parking lot, like this this area, just just jumping back. And I was probably like 250 feet away from him. He, I know he wasn't done yet, you know. And uh, and then he just, boom, he brought me back to him. He says, you know, you're a product of your experiences. I know you didn't realize that, but now you do. And now you're accountable. So he wanted he wanted me to to grow spiritually, try to, and I believe, I, you know, for me, you try, and I fail utterly at this, to walk the path of holiness because I believe if you become more pure in your everything, your diet, whatever, uh, and your intent, you can help others better. Be more of a light, and that's my big thing. Be a light unto others. Bend your light to others, you know, and be a, uh, serve on the side of light. It's so, there's so much darkness and negativity now. We just want to have light, light bearers and light bringers and stuff. And, and let me tell you, God is love, you know, and love is light, and that's what it is, and he's real. So anyway, so we were communicating for a while, and, he, you know, he's teaching me this, these different things. Then he would take me places, and I got to tell you, most of the time, I'm scratching my head because, one, I didn't know how we were getting there. Also, we'd be one place, boom, <laughs> we were moving at the speed of thought. I did not understand that at that time, and it's like, we'd go somewhere, and I was like, what is going on? And... um this is hard. I don't have a lot. I don't have enough time to share everything, but I will share some profound things the best I can with everybody. But anyway, um, we went. It's hard to explain this, but we went to this place. And I think it was like a temple-like building, and then there's this, this lady coming down these steps, almost like a Greek. It was kind of like a Greek pantheon type of area, and and I didn't pay a lot of attention to everything because even though I know you can see with your spirit all around you, I was like looking at everything as fast as I can, taking it in. It's like, what's going on? Wow, that's really cool. That's cool over here. It's cool. I'm just trying to take it all in. And anyway, this lady walks down very, a lot of wisdom, didn't say a word. She looked kind of like um, Angelina Jolie in many ways, but she also looked like, well, this lady, I knew one of the, one of the people I was shown in this experience I'd meet in the future could have been a doppelganger. Her name was, I called her Little Jen. Looks just like her and very, very similar. And anyway, she's coming down. She had like a um, like a Greek priestess uh, dress on with bare arms. And I remember thinking, well, that's kind of sexy for heaven, isn't it? <laughs> you know, and anyway, she just she was a guide and she just st- stayed with us. She didn't say a word at all. And as pretty as she was, I didn't focus on her because I was just the Lord just had me amazed. So anyway, I was with the Lord. And so we went. So we went into space, which was really cool because I love anything to do with astronomy and space travel and all these neat things and so we're up there and the lord was showing me i think he this is part of my healing process okay the love thing and anyway we go in space so it's just me 
I don't know if you can see me. So it's me, and the Lord is right to my my left. This spirit guy, I guess who that's who it was, was to my right, and I really didn't pay attention to her at all. Sorry. And uh, and he says, he says, look, and we're looking in the space, and all, all of a sudden, all these worlds, they, I, I should have paid attention, but they probably would look just like Earth or very similar. And they just zapped in like. Like how you see in Star Trek or Battlestar Galactica now with with our new effects, they just just jumped in right in front of me and they overlap. I mean, these worlds were ginormous when you're just up there, and I would see, holy moly, it's like when the scriptures talk about the population, like Abraham's seed would be like the sands of the sea and the stars and sky. Let me tell you, this was like that. I saw so many beings, like zillions of our brothers and sisters, and I happen to know these were post mortal. Um, and the on these earths, I would guess you'd call them. Um, they all, every one of them had white robes on, but they had varying degrees of light and glory and knowledge. And but there was no ego. And and I saw these people on these worlds, and and some were just higher than others. But there was no ego to that. It was just an understanding. It came to choice and opportunity for spiritual growth that's how you attain i think these were the spiritual levels i think that's how i would interpret them because i know there's spiritual levels on the on the other side and um so there's no ego and they're always eager to help each other that's one thing over there i loved how everybody was just a servant and they're willing to help you grow in your spiritual progression even if you were surpassed the person trying to help you you know that was kind of okay you know we all kind of go at our own thing right and, and you just want to love everybody. So you're happy to do everything for anybody kind of a thing. So anyway, um, so he's showing me these people. And then the world's turned into glass or crystal. And I could see through the worlds. And I could see all the beings through the worlds, uh, totally through them. And they could see me somehow. I, that was a surprise. And then all of a sudden, all these worlds, everybody stopped at the same time. And uh, I got to tell you, I really didn't know what was going on. <laughs> and everybody stopped. And they all pointed to me, and they used my middle name, which is John, and they said, "John, we love you." And it felt like a wave, like like we see in this in, in um, the start when the start that starts the story, that little wave come out, or a Star Trek practice blowing up. It says wave. It was a lot. That's the only way I can describe. It. And it hit me, and next to the the love of the Lord, that was the most powerful love I had felt up to that point. It cracked me. I never cried because when I went to counseling and stuff, I was told that I would never cry to satisfy the abuser or to show weakness or anything. In fact, I had myself so programmed, I'd start shutting down like breakers, I was told, literally. That's word for word. And so I just cracked. I just started cracking up and kind of almost went kind of down to my knees kind of thing. It was just so it's just so touching to me. And uh, and I, I don't know how to explain it, but it was just I didn't know what was going on. And I, and I had this funny thought. You guys, anybody could laugh because it was funny, I guess. I felt, I don't know what's going on. How do they know me? Who am I that they know me? But at that moment, I kind of felt, this is exactly the thought in, in my mind. I thought, I feel more I feel um, <laughs> more famous than President Reagan, Pope John II, and Marilyn Monroe. And I didn't know what was going on at all. And most of the time, I got to tell you, most of the time, I just try, they're showing things. I'm just like, okay, what? what? You know, I'm, I'm trying to learn, and that that means this and that, and okay. And anyway, there's a there's a lot. Um, I'm t- I'm just going to share the most important things. I think uh, it, that's the most important. Um, it, further on, after I got to ex- do some exploring, I, was, I I would check in with the Lord here and there. Uh, one thing I do want to share with people 
was I was um, this is kind of towards the end, somewhat of my experience before I was forced to come back. Thank you, Lord. But um, I was communicating with the Lord, and it was uh, it was about love and things, and and uh, standing before Him, I was probably about ten feet away, and I says, you know. I was really grateful for the things I was learning and and was shown, and I says, you know, he he looks at me, and says, well, what's the matter? And of course he knew, and I says, well, Lord, I, I feel ashamed because I can't love you like you love me, and he, and then he showed me this vision of, of the earth and every particle of water on the earth, in the earth, every particle in the clouds on bugs butts on everything in your sinks in your gutters the great basically we have tons of water under the earth like great lakes and stuff we got a lot of water here every particle of water and then he showed me it's almost i there's a part in passion of christ where you see that raindrop come down this kind of reminds me of that there's this part where i saw these clouds form over the ocean and this one raindrop came down you can see it blowing in a storm all the way down it's almost comical and just one raindrop uh, and it just plunked into the ocean and that would have represented my love at the best I possibly could have been. Okay. And his was all this love around, around me. And he says, you know, he says, you're not capable. And he's pointing at me a little bit in a good way. He says, you're not capable of loving like that. And he goes, yet. So, and I felt, oh my gosh, because I feel like an amoeba before you, you know, I'm just a finite being. You're the grand infinite being, you know? And um, I, I don't know. I just I just wish I could mind meld that part to people so they could feel what I felt, experience, and even see what I thought. Because out of everything, I would say that's the most part because love is the most thing. And I, let me tell you, I have a hard time loving everybody still being sent back. Okay. When you're on the earth for a while, coming back from an, at least for me, you start becoming a little bit more earthy as time goes on. Unfortunately, you have your good days and your bad, you know. But but that was just really profound. And then you and you just want to serve everybody. Um, I don't know. I can I can go on. It, it, there's just there's a lot that kind of happened. Um, one part I want to share is uh, when I was off exploring the eternities. And I really think this is heavenly. I, you know, kind of, I come from the Christian perspective, and this, um, there's two things I definitely want to share. Um, I got to explore, and I was off in space. I don't know where this was. I don't know if this is in spirit space or physical space, some other where, somewhere else. But anyway, I came to a solar system, and I saw these planets. And one, and one actually looked a lot like the Pandora from Avatar. But this is way before those movies were made. Way. Very a lot like Jupiter, kind of gray and purple, kind of like what you saw. It remind me, and I can see these other worlds out there, and I learned something. The worlds are actually alive, and they're intelligent, like people. They're totally self-aware. They're sentient, and I heard them talking to God. Now they didn't talk like voices like we did, but some sound like whales. Some sound like wood clicking, like a click, 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 or like crystal wind chimes, or, or I, I don't know. I just can't explain it, but I knew. That they are talking, they are literally talking to God the Father about I don't know what, but they are communing, they're, and they were totally alive and, and everything. And I was just, and I knew that space was filled with life. You know, I learned that we have brothers and sisters in the star nations out there. They're going through their tests and trials, their spiritual growth and everything. I don't know a lot about them, just so you know, okay? Just know about them, that they, they're there, okay? Uh, another thing I want to share that's really important, that really had a big impact on the direction of my life is when I was off exploring, thank you for that, Lord, by the way, um, um, I got to, uh, I got to, 
meet people from different time periods that have lived on this earth and there are different religions because I should back up. There was one part where I was kind of confused about everything. I says, Lord, and I didn't care about religion or church or anything really before this too much. But I was like, Lord, why are there so many re- re- different religions? And he just answered me really indirect. Well, people are where they're supposed to be. And I kind of like, oh, I don't know what that means really. But anyway, as I came back Earthside, I would find that imam, that that Buddhist priest, that Catholic priest, that lay member, that minister, whoever who wanted to be certain, they are exactly the right person at the right time in that place. I would, I learned that over and over and over and over. And that could be anybody on the street that wants to encourage and just help anybody. It does not matter. If you have a desire, you are called, let me put it that way. Um, but anyway, I was on this path. I don't even know where I was going. But uh, anyways, it was like... Uh, it was almost like people had come out of our interfaith conference. So it was like, I remember these people coming down and um, the first, and they had like the clothes of the period. So the first guy was, uh, I had been a Shaolin monk, a Shaolin priest. And he, um, his, his clothes were actually the, uh, everybody there, they're all white. And as they come down, as they would pass me, they would flood into color. And I found a movie later I think it was ultraviolet where they had the technology to change the color of the clothes is exactly how it kind of happened again years before that movie came out okay and it surprised me he's as he's walked past me his his uh, white robes so he looked just like the you know the um, the way they have have it when i think it was um orange and white and he says in life i had been a buddhist uh, a shaolin priest and then I met people that had been Hindu. They'd come down and they uh, Sikhs too. They had the thing on. And I met this one lady. She had been a Catholic nun, but she didn't wear a habit. Uh, it would it almost be like I'd call it like Mormon temple clothes from a hundred years ago. It was just different. But she had served as a as a nun. And these people they really influenced because these people had lived the. Uh, the light, the truth of their um, religions, or I would call it the light across Christ. And when they when they crossed over, they accepted Christ. This that is something that I came back with. But I will say to anybody listening here, something I did learn over there. I mean, for me, Christ was the higher power. God the Father was there. Man, you could feel His presence. I mean, holy moly, His intelligence and everything, and everything. And and the Lord Christ, He was the one that put the light off for millions of miles over there. But if you are whatever religion you are. Whether you're, you're Muslim or Buddhist or Baha'i or Jehovah's Witness or whatever you are, Aboriginal, Native American, there's something in that religion that is for your eternal progression. It's no accident. There's You're there for somebody else to teach them. To, we're all teachers and seekers or to learn something like that. Okay? And so when I came back, Earthside, I really studied all these different religions because you want to learn all things learnable. Um, I think I'll share one more thing. I'm not sure on my time, but um, I don't really typically share this part. But um, before I was being sent back, um, not that I wanted to, um, and I really tried to fight that, just so you know, everybody. I really tried to fight that. A lot more has happened in my experience, but um, I was in denial, living on the river denial, because I did not (laughs) – I was not coming back if I could help it. But there's a part I was before the Lord, and and he's communicating – about going back and and um, 
well, about the trials and stuff. So, and when you're in the spirit, you have absolute confidence in your abilities to overcome things and do things. Plus, you're in a good environment, so you're kind of like, I can do that, Lord. Amen. Yeah, I could do that. And, uh, and I remember, I could do that for you. I want to prove my love to you. I could do that for you. And it's like, well, you're taking, you'd be taking too much upon you. No, but I can do that. That's that's too much for for a lifetime to take. And I, I really don't know what happened. It seemed like, like my life was kind of hard, way harder than I would expect it to be. Um, so I don't know what happened. But I remember, hey, be careful what you ask for kind of a thing. But I do think I kind of took on more than I should have. You know, I have had a lot of nasty, horrible things happen. Forced me to grow into some things. So anyway, that was part of it. And then another part is almost a paradox to that. When I was forced to come back, I still didn't want to come. I'm sorry, you guys. When you're with the Lord. Oh. Uh, you just don't you just don't want to leave him, you know, um, I wish I didn't have to edit this so much because some funny parts I have, I have to cut up. But this part's kind of funny. Anyway, when it's forcing me to go, <laughs> it's time to go back. I don't know how to explain this, but I was we were in this place. We're in this room. It was like an egg. And it seemed like the, the city must have been like a couple of miles, but there's no pillars or anything. I'm like, how's this place hanging up and you know, staying up there? And so communicating to the Lord and it says, well, it's, it's, it's time for you to go back. Um, you have some important things to do, okay? And I started walking away from him because <laughs> I didn't want to go back. And and uh, and and uh, oh, before that part, he says it's time to go back. Oh no, 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 I'm, I'm not going back. And I came from a, I had been a Mormon in the past, and so I was using that perspective. I says I took my hand like this. I was really, or well, anyway, imagine my hand out like this. And uh, I was going, I don't, I'm finally happy. I don't, okay, send me to the lowest level, to the last kingdom. I'm finally happy. I'm not going back. And, you know, he, he took joy in that, man. He thought it was funny. And he did have a beard. And he was just like, hmm, okay, well, I tell, tell you what, I'm starting to walk away from him. And then he says, if you go back, and this part is totally blanked down my memory banks. If you go back and Blank, 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 blank. It was about that long. A few, just a few seconds. You go back, and I don't know what the heck he said. Then you can come back and live with me. And the next, and I go just like I didn't have a beard thing at that time. But if they, I, I went, hmm, I certainly do want to come back and live with you. Boom. Next thing I know, I don't even know how I got into it. I was in this shoot. I know I was in the room where they, the where these where people come to the earth. They have like little shoots, like water slides. And I, he must have thrown me in there. I don't know how I got in there. All I know is like I was like in a shoot coming down to the earth just coming down and i and literally coming down like if you're falling falling down just kind of doing the superman thing at this time and i remember him coming down to the apartment i remember actually going through the the ceiling and going and and going in somehow you can see it was dark and, and super hot somehow i could sense that and then i came and hovered right above my body and came back in and that was horrible you guys not only was that physically painful but the emotional pain was just, I guess I was horribly, horribly, horribly depressed. I didn't realize how bad that was. And I think that's why I had this experience to wake me up and let me know that God was there and he loves us and everything. So anyway, those are some highlights. I left out some funny stuff. I'll have to share it another time, especially at the world part. That was, that was, uh, I'm just trying to edit it a little bit. Anybody, anyway, anybody, you have any questions, Betty or anything? Thanks so much for sharing, Eric. That was incredible. I, I learned parts of your story that I hadn't heard before. And I wrote some stuff down if I can read my own handwriting, which I never can. I love the way that you described your body dissolving into light. It just like, it was so, it's so science fiction in my mind's eye. I'm thinking like, 
you know, like teleporting or whatever in Star Trek and just like sort of dissolving like that. So such a cool way to describe leaving the body. And, um, and you also mentioned something about everybody helping each other in this space, like in like the soul development sort of space that you were in. That's the way I'm perceiving it anyway, despite their level of advancement, like there, you know, how, on earth, maybe we have like levels of class or levels of education, you know, like we have things that separate us from each other or perceive, we perceive that they separate us from each other. And you're talking about a space of no separation. And that's so cool. And so I'm curious if maybe you can share a little bit about how you feel about your level of advancement since your spiritual experience. And do you feel like it separates you from other people? Um, I The only the only thing that would separate me from other people, because I'm certainly not better than anybody, it's just that you're kind of you're more aware. It's like it's like having like if you had a horse and they had the blinders on, maybe they're open up a little bit more. You're just kind of more aware of your environment. You're more aware of people's emotions, or more where you're more empathic, where and and sensitive where people may be suffering. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It's like it's like the negativity in people who are hurting. You're probably more aware, even when people are hiding that, uh, or where somebody may drop something, and someone just, or maybe an old, older person may drop something, and everybody else is walking by them, and you're more sensitive. You, hey, let me pick that up for you, ma'am or sir, or something like that. You become more service oriented, you know. Um, it's just, it's you just come back, you just come back changed. Sometimes a lot of us will come back with um, extra sensitivities, and we use that for the benefit of mankind, our brothers and sisters, and and animals and everything. Some people, you know, like use their abilities to help the earth. You know, you just for me, it just it's just an awareness, and you have a, a really strong desire to serve. You know, at first I would say it was almost yeah. almost unhealthy at first because yep. you didn't have a great day unless you served somebody, so it was like an addiction. <laughs> And you were just, and it was everywhere. And, it was, and but I, every day, like right now, I just pray to be a service. I don't care what it is. Have a blessed day. Something positive. Okay, I'll lock those doors for you. Or can I get you some chicken soup and fries? You know, I mean, just 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 some kind of thing to up, uplift, edify, and serve one another. Because we're all supposed to be lights unto each other, and that's the big thing: serving on the side of light. And since I had been on the dark side many years ago, I kind of want to make up for that. But I have this born again experience. And we are here to grow and serve and love. Everybody has their basic mission, and that's the service, love, and edify. And then people have specific missions above it. I don't know mine ex- exactly. A few I do know, but but you connect like like-minded people in that time. So we grow. So sometimes it's like the sun. I will get that, and that's got. I will get really close to the sun, like in the summer. And then you pull back. But we were learning the whole time, and you get close again. So that's why I call myself. My nickname is Shade. Light one day, dark the next, you know. <laughs> we, have, we all have duality, you know. So I love that. I, first of all, I totally identify with the need to be of service and, uh, like, feeling addicted to it. Because it is a beautiful feeling to be of service to other people. You also described, like, once you've had this kind of experience, like you want to serve, you also like want to live righteously. I mean, I have a very similar experience, you know, like my life before was very rooted in darkness. And then after my experience, I was like, 
I know that I'm forgiven, but I don't want to live this way anymore. Like I could still live that way and still end up back where I was, but I don't want it. Like I want to have an experience of service and expansion and awareness and all the, all this really cool stuff. Um, so I, I love what you're saying. So, uh, and I, one of my questions was actually about your purpose and you just kind of answered it, which is beautiful. Um, but yeah, because when you mentioned the, in the story, uh, if you do blank, 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 then you can come back and live with me. I am so, I'm covered in goosebumps. I'm so looking forward to the moment where the words come back to you. Cause there will be a moment in your life where like all of a sudden that little door of memory is opened. And man, I'm like so excited for you to tell the story. You know, like I can, I'm like manifesting the experience now. I can feel it that like eventually those words will come back to you. And I like that you said that you're not exactly sure what your purpose is because I think that purpose is not rigid. It's not like, oh, I am supposed to do this one and only thing. So yeah, I'm curious if maybe you want to share about some places where you know that you are fulfilling a purpose. Maybe it's not the purpose if there's such a thing, but how do you spend your day sort of feeling aligned with uh, what you're supposed to be doing here? Uh, sure. I mean, like I, I originally, I just start with our basic program uh, service, be encouraging, edify. And these, and a lot of these kind of just grew naturally in, in time. Cause at first I was not that way. And it was pretty like, I was kind of critical and hard, even though I did like to help people. I just have like man, most people that they just, they're just not that honorable kind of a thing. And so anyway, I have to grow through that uh, and I'm not, that way all the time, despite my efforts. I just wanted to improve myself. I really am concerned in just making the places where I go better. Um, I, it's just learning. I always, because I've been in some really toxic work environments and different things. And right now I'm really blessed. I, I have a really cool job. I it's, it's a good environment. We have really a lot of, and I talk about this all the time. There's just more good people compared to the number of negative people. And I've never been in an environment quite like that before. Uh, it's just every day is less about an opportunity to serve. Um, I don't know. That's kind of hard, hard to ask. My, I just start with a basic mandate, but there's times where you just kind of go in there. And a lot of people are suffering. And I have what I refer to as the bartender syndrome where people just come up and they talk to you about your pro their problems all the time. And I have had that forever. And, uh, you know, I have had, you know, taking some courses in, in uh, counseling and things like that. And, and that always help helps. And, and there's a lot of guys like I, I work at this world famous building and it's where we train our Olympians and uh and very cool people there but i'm really closer to more to the hockey community i really love that it's my clan and uh but you know there's some people going through a lot of stuff and you just end up chatting i call them the golden contacts golden moments and before i go to work every day not do i only pray for um an opportunity to serve like i said it could be that smile or whatever but i i pray for those divine coincidence and synchronicities and let me tell you what they happen dang near every day if i need to talk to somebody i'll be going on the door and there they are even if it's even if it's born it just happens if you want to be blessed or you're feeling down like some days you know i i i have some pain i have some autoimmune things so i'm not feeling good all the time so i was sometimes like oh i'm in a low place today can i be emotionally uplifted today lord and something <laughs> something will happen or somebody will do something nice for you unexpectedly or um you know somebody will say kind words you know and we do have a lot of that there's a lot of support 
where I work. I mean, thank thank the Lord. And and uh, I don't know. It's just it's just putting it out there, and it's like karma. What you put out comes back. It may take quite a while, but people start seeing that. And I'm just I just hoping to bring awareness to people. I want to share God's love with people. I think I feel like an ambassador, and I don't really care what religion you are. You know, I have I've studied with a lot of our brothers and sisters of different faiths, and they make me better. They make me stronger in my own belief system. But I value theirs. They make me more aware. My, my awareness is expanded, and they, they just make me grow. You know. But I have to say, on the flip side, we make personal choices where you can't turn down your light, like that light dimmer kind of a thing. So you could do things to yourself or have feelings to resonate. And I, get, I have my moments with other. You kind of turn down that light. And I kind of choose it that day. That's why I'm shade. Dark one day, like the next. And today, I'm going to be a happy Serving the Lord, you know, and and tomorrow's like, oh man, I really resent that person today. So it's just kind of growing through that, and and have I and just I tell you what really is a blessing is like like like-minded people like yourself and people from the Ions and SCI. I'm telling you guys, really enhance me. It's like what been mentioning before, where you have your two lights to come together. They're not twice as bright, but five times brighter, I believe, something like that. That's how we should be with each other. And I let me and I think ahead. Lots of times I talk to people, it's like, well, when we are done with our life and we're on the other side, I can't wait to meet you to see, hey, how'd your life happen when I saw you on Earth last time? How'd your kids grow up? And and what happened? And tell me, you know, what experience you have? Because I can't wait to have our little gatherings, you know, because I have my house in heaven. I have my log table. I have plans, right? And I want gatherings. I want to have all these people come over and we just shoot the breeze, what happened, what we learned, how we affected each other, the ripple effects. You know, and I totally believe that, you know, you know, and I will say one more thing to that. Um, an example is many years ago, I was working at a store. It was not a good environment. And I just remember to always say, have a blessed day, have a blessed day. And and uh, this is just something from the Lord. I learned, you know, just be positive. And, uh, and I had this uh, lady break break down and cry and scared the heck out of me. And she goes, you have no idea what that means to me. And to find out that her child, she had a hard time getting health care, even though she had a really low paying job. Um, she says, my child, I have one, have, my child is one of three kids in the world that have a condition and she's like mega stressed. So, but she did teach me, this is all me, I got to tell you, but it, it just taught me the value of our words. You know, I know, and the scriptures talk about life and death, blessing, cursing, and the power of tongue. So that's something the Lord actually developed in time. I didn't have that originally. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah, I I love everything that you're saying. I know that you and I can talk for hours. We have on many occasions (laughs) talked for hours and hours, but for the sake of brevity and just keeping uh, the episode within a specific time range, I just want to ask if there's anything else that you'd like to share to feel more complete about our time here today. Um, the big thing is, uh, love and forgiveness. There's so much negativity. And if we're going to grow spiritually and just even physically for our health, we have to let a lot of things go. And that's one thing I, that's been a big test for me. I've had a lot of things come against me, massive amounts of loss and misunderstanding. I should have mentioned that in my experience. One thing I was told by the Lord before coming back, he said, I'd be misunderstood almost by all. And the only people that really understand me are actually near death experiencers super enlightened spiritual people and the people I was shown from my experience I'd meet in the future, which I did years later. Um, so there's like these little groups, but love and service and forgiveness and letting go, man, 
It's like like everybody knows this, but it's like having your hands and the, you know, opening it a hand and passing it on. So it's open receive. But a lot of people keep it clear. I, I mean, you can't see me, but you get anyway. Your hands have to be open to receive and pass on because you're not going to receive more blessings and, and spiritual enlightenment if you're not willing to let go. Yeah, right. So love and light and service and forgiveness, 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 and that is some of the biggest things the Lord has had to teach me because that is. I am mad about a lot of things <laughs> and I don't think about a lot of things because it still brings it up for me. So I still deal with some stuff, but forgiveness and love and service. I love it. I totally agree. A hundred percent. I, yes, especially service. I know it. I know it. That's, that's the purpose. Forgiveness. Oh yeah. I, and I'm just, I'm so grateful for you sharing your testimony today and, and coming and spending time and, and giving back and being of service to our community here at IONS, you know, like our stories, our contributions to our community. So I'm so thankful for you and we'll Thank see you, you next time. Yes, so yes. Love you. All right. Be wavy. All righty.